I have said repeatedly, the Steelers are 12 and 3, so the coaches have been making the right decisions. And that goes on defense, especially because TJ Watt has played very well. Bud Dupree has been okay. Playing them and not Harrison is the right decision. I don't see any burning reason to justify not playing Harrison beyond 12 and 3, but since you insist, the Steelers have 50 sacks. That is second in the NFL. And if the Steelers get six sacks against Cleveland on Sunday, they will set a team record for a single season. So, how much would James Harrison have helped that? How much would a washed-up 39-year-old jackass have helped that? In fact, maybe Harrison would have hurt that because you'd have been throwing a selfish bully and a jerk in the middle of a well-functioning team concept. Nothing. Let's make that clear. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not one shred of evidence points to the Steelers making the wrong decision when it comes to the use of James Harrison this season. 12-3. and 3, 50 sacks. Case closed. Sick Again brought to you by 84 Lumber, your hometown building partner since 1956. I do love all this Harrison crap. God help me, but I do love it so. Bill Belichick talked to the Boston media about James Harrison today, and it seemed to utterly exhaust Belichick. Belichick just wanted to talk about playing the Jets. Belichick did say that he didn't see Harrison going to New England, quote, as some big historical events. Belichick obviously needs to wake up and smell the coffee. Either that or he's absolutely right. Here's one more footnote from the Harrison controversy. If Harrison fell asleep during a position meeting, that's been reported that he fell asleep in a recliner during a linebacker's meeting and snored loudly, If that happened, why didn't Joey Porter, the position coach, wake Harrison up and rip him a new one? I thought Peasy was supposed to be a badass. Fake tough guys, that's what they both are. Both Harrison and Porter. 412-333-9939. We got the king of old school, John Steigerwald, joining me at 415. I'm sure he'll have some very interesting things to say about the Harrison situation and departure. Let's go to Stephen in Gibsonia. Stephen, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Double M, big fan, big fan. Uh, forgive me, I've, I've kind of been away from uh, military league for a little bit while, so I haven't been able to listen to your, uh, your Yeah, I, I don't care. Much. Make your point. Be entertaining. What do you want? I just wanted to talk about Harrison. Uh, I wanted to know why you're so down on the guy who's leaving and going for a career progression uh, whenever it seems to Yeah, go, 39 years old, career progression. He really still has something to prove, doesn't he? He's, he's going to New England because he's a big baby who didn't get his way, who wasn't good enough to get on the field for a 12-3 and team that had two young, stud, first-round draft pick linebackers, 
All they did all season was whine and cause commotion until they got rid of him. Career progression, my ass. He's 39 years old. Just be a teammate. Thanks, Pavlin. Thank you. Never call again. You acted like you didn't call for a while and I missed you. I don't even know who you are. I always hate that. Well, you know, haven't listened for a while or haven't. Who cares? All you all. All you people, listeners, callers, your props and nothing more. I'm the star of this show. Heck, I'm the star of this business in this whole stinking town. Let's go to John in the car. John, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mr. Madden. Uh, you know, I feel, you know, like uh, Everson was brought back for an insurance policy in case our young guys didn't step up. That's I, right. Know, I recall Joey Porter. The position coach flat out saying exactly that early in the year. Correct. Um, you know, I you know, here's the thing. He's gonna you know, everybody's gonna forget about this hopefully one day and he's gonna retire as a stealer. No, I don't want him to retire as a stealer. I don't think wow. you get to no, you don't get to spit in the face of the Steelers, then come back and retire as a stealer. Let the son of a bitch retire as a patriot. Well, I mean that's I mean, he's done so much. He's had such a great career. And he ruined it. And he ruined it. I agree. He tarnished the hell out of it. But, hey, everybody steps in crap. It's how you clean your shoes. Screw his shoes. Screw him. Let that son of a bitch retire as a patriot. Let him explain to his kids, after he took away their participation trophies, why daddy alienated himself from the Steelers and the town that made him. And he has to retire as a patriot. Let that stupid son of a bitch explain that to his kids. Let's go to Terry in Greensburg. Terry, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What up? What up? I just want to say I appreciate all the things that you say to Steeler Nation about Harrison because it's right on the money. It's right on the money. It's just like you called out Woodley. When he was, like, ready to leave town. I bet he, he weighs like, 500 pounds by now. Yeah, he is. I've seen him on, I seen him on a, a show on TV. Uh, he's pimping cars now. I so, saw him on Man vs. Food. I, Man won. Woodley or uh, Harrison starts pimping cars after this because nobody's going to know who the hell he is. Because Oh, they'll, they'll know who he is. He's the traitor. Well... He is a traitor, <laughs> and I appreciate your honesty. You should appreciate my brilliance. Let's go to Dequan in Mount Pleasant. Dequan, you're on with Double M. Uh, what's, what's going on, Mark? How you doing, man? Good, man. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say... Uh, All your friends in the background, I'm sure they got a big kick out of it, and now you're still in Mount Pleasant. Let's go to Frankie in Boston. Frankie, you're on the Mark Madden Show. A long time. Um, listen, I'm back home in Pittsburgh. I came back for the game, brought my son here, and I look at what the Steelers have done. I don't have any problem with them unloading Harrison at all. Why don't you do I don't think they unloaded Harrison. I think Harrison unloaded himself, but do go on. Yeah, I think you're right, but at the same time, deactivate him. Put them on ice until the end of the season. Well, see, that, that's what I would have done. Uh, I would have uh, kept deactivating him, and, and if he left, 
uh, the stadium once it got deactivated, which by accounts he definitely did, I would have said, look, just go home. We're going to pay you for the balance of your contract. We're not going to take you off the roster. You signed a contract. you got to live with it. Go home. We're going to pay you for the rest of the year, and then we're done. That would have been the move. Now that, and then, uh, and then you follow through. If he keeps showing up and causes a commotion, you have security throw him off the premises, right? Which That's I think it would have come to because one thing about James Harrison, he will never miss an opportunity to make an ass of himself. I hope you're right, and I hope it happens in the AFC title game. And so, I'm no, no, no. I hope he just doesn't dress for the AFC title game. I hope Harrison gets cut by the Patriots before the AFC title game. Let's go to Kevin in the car. Kevin, you're on with Mark. Hey, Super G, how you doing? What up? Hey, um, I'm trying to get green for this, but if we trade with Kang, we clear a little cap space. We Justin Schultz shows that he can do the power play and the breakout passes. We can do, you know, Defense by committee, like we did last year, and those Canadian teams love to get. Okay, a now, now who's on the committee? Who's on the committee? Because it's not Ron Hainsey, it's not Trevor Daly. Who's on the defense by committee if Latang leaves? You can pick up a defenseman, an elder defenseman. Okay, so you don't know. What you're saying is you don't know. We didn't know last year when he was out, and it worked out. Uh, we knew Ron Hainsey was pretty good, and he played even better than we thought. And Trevor Daly was here since the beginning of the year. And he was always Chris Letang light, the guy who could do the breakout kind of the same way, who had not not comparable but similar offensive skills. So uh, now you have like Alexiak. But we need a third line center. That's well, okay. You don't need a third line center as desperately as you need a defenseman to play twenty six minutes. You don't. You simply do not. You know. By committee, we can suck up those minutes. But you don't know who the committee is. Okay, you're telling me inexactitudes in a business that requires exactitudes. Who's going to do the entry on the power play? Schultz. He's done it last year. No, 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 no. No, no, Schultz is not nearly as good at zone entry. He gets the puck to the net better than Latang, but he's not nearly as good at zone entry. And... One reason Schultz has prospered here in Pittsburgh is because he could play in Latang's shadow and be the number two defenseman of that type. When he had to carry the load in that regard, in Edmonton, he wasn't very good, was he? Hello. Well, that's typical. Typical guy who wants to trade Latang. Start losing the argument and hang up. Let's go to Cody in the car. Cody, you're on with Mark. Earlier you said, or uh, you mentioned how people call Harrison Debo. Like yeah, like he's their buddy. Thing. Yeah, that's. I figured it was a reference to the movie Friday. It is a reference to the movie Friday. That's why well, his that, nickname is Debo. But that doesn't mean you know him. Anything else? Good, no. no. Good, good, good call. Great. Enthralling radio. Let's go to Steve and Robinson. Steve, be better than that. 105.9. Dilly dilly, Mark. Dilly dilly. Uh, so, do you? What do you think about the Steelers benching Ben on Sunday? I don't like the idea of him having two weeks off before the playoffs. Yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, you know what I like even less than the idea of benching Ben on Sunday? Ben playing in a meaningless game and getting hurt. Fair enough. You, you got to look at risk versus reward. How rusty can Ben get in two weeks? Seriously, tell me. 
Well, I'm not too sure, but knowing Ben's track record of getting rusty, you know, it's... Really, I, I don't, you know, all I see is a guy who's won two Super Bowls, been to another, and is headed to the Hall of Fame, and anything, uh, any criticism beyond that is, is nitpicking. Oh, I'm not uh, it, criticizing him. I love Ben, but it, it took him how long to get going this season after the offseason? He'll, he'll be fine. You know what they should do, probably? Schedule an exhibition game during the bye week so he doesn't get rusty. Good idea? I mean, it, it, bro, it, listen to yourself. All you dopes out there do is clamor to get the bye. And now that the Steelers have a bye, oh, what if he gets rusty? Come on, be smarter than that. I know you're not, but try to appear smarter than that. John Steigerwald up next, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Konnichiwa, bitches. Konnichiwa. Hi, Marco. I have a porn question for you. That right there, my friend, that's asking for trouble. The X at 105.9. Joining me now in studio, he is the king of old school, the 40-year broadcasting veteran, John Steigerwald. Stag, what's your take on James Harrison? Does he have any legitimate complaints? I haven't heard anything about it. Fill me in. I just, is it a big story? Because I haven't heard oh, much. Oh, come on now. You know. <laughs> um, you know, at first I thought, well, who cares? He, you know, he, he, he wants to go play. Let him go play. And then I heard all the stuff that he's been doing. But the thing that sticks with me, I think he's obviously an asshat, as you would say. Um, and this should not be a big surprise to anybody that he... Proved to reveal no, no, this is the real James Harrison. Yeah, uh, we're just getting to see it in a harsher light because he's not a Steeler anymore. Now, I was waiting to hear if maybe he had been uh, the reason he went to New England because his son was getting baptized there, but I, I, apparently that's not the case. I, I, I Pope but, Belichick is going to do the honors. Yeah, yeah. No, but what the thing the thing that sticks out with me more than anything is him lying on a lounge chair snoring, and in a meeting, and and that going on without two things. Number one, the coach is doing something about it. Number two, the media finding out. How does nobody know about that? Well, because they didn't tell the story until Harrison was gone because I will give the Steelers locker room credit or or blame them depending on yeah. what your point of view might be, but they protected him and treated him as a teammate even for a little bit after he was gone until he tried to make himself into a victim upon departure. Yeah, so but if it's Joey Porter, if it's uh, if it was if him and the uh, in the linebackers meeting or the defensive coordinator and no no it would be joey porter It was in the linebackers meeting and you're right joey porter's supposed to be a tough guy he's the coach in charge of the meeting why didn't he at the very least at the very least stag wake him up wait well how about yeah you got to throw him out and 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 tell him he's not coming back in again and just tell him that uh you're not as long as i'm here the coach you're not you're not playing it down if somebody gets hurt i'll call you otherwise you know come to the game let me tell you what nice joey porter clothes. and james harrison have in common well, go ahead. They're both fake-ass, phony, tough guys. Yeah. That's exactly what they are. Fake-ass, phony, tough guys. Well, and, you know, Joey Porter showed himself a while back when he got himself almost arrested at a football game because he wanted to go out on the field and argue with the officials. Right, right, at North Catholic High School yeah. when his kid was playing. Yeah, so I, I uh, you know, I got to know Joey okay. I worked with him uh, with, in TV for a while, and he's fine. We got along well, but, you know, I you, when you see something like that, you got to comment about it, and I'm sorry – I don't understand how a guy in any pro football locker room, any NFL locker room, falls asleep on a lounge chair and snores during a meeting, and you don't hear about it until after he leaves and he's on another team. How does that happen? Where was the media? I, I, I know I don't go down there, so I can't. You know, I, I should have. I, I can't rip everybody for not getting the story because I didn't get it either. But I, I don't. I don't, and I won't ever. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, but so you know that there are guys who, who cover the team on a regular basis. You've covered teams. Oh, stag. 
they're mostly all one big happy family down there. Okay, that's what which I'm asking. Which is a nice way of saying a lot of them stooge. That's what I'm asking. A lot of them don't, but yeah. a lot of them a lot of them do. And a story like that is tough to find out when it happens away from the prying eyes of the media. But in that vein, are you surprised the Steelers' locker room ultimately did turn on Harrison and pretty hard too? I actually was surprised at that because I didn't know that that feeling existed. I didn't know that any of that's why, why would I think that they would have a uh, not like the guy? I didn't know that he well, was well, doing no, all that it stuff. It wasn't a matter of not liking him. It was a matter of him trying to portray himself as a victim of the Steelers and of Tomlin after uh, he left. The team pretty much, to my mind, rallied around the logo and rallied around Tomlin. Yeah, and I, and I, I was surprised by it because it, my first impression was that he left because he was mad that he wasn't getting playing time, and I, I would think that the players would kind of, uh, I don't know, sympathize with him on that. But then I find out that, what you just said, that they they trashed him because they said it was his fault. So that it was a surprise to me. Well, it was his fault. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. There, there's, there's not two sides to this story. No, no. But you Harrison's asked, the jerk here. You asked me if I was surprised, and I was because I wasn't aware that he was sleeping on a lounge chair in the, in the t- team meeting. Well, the big complaint I have, well, I have a bunch, but Harrison posturing is a victim. After posturing as a badass his whole career, that just how phony is that? And why would I take him seriously as a victim? I don't. I don't accept him as a victim because he's a victim of his own circumstance. Uh, how will Harrison help New England, if at all? Belichick didn't even want to talk about Harrison today. I think well, Belichick I picked him up just to irritate the Steelers and has minimal plans for him. But obviously, that will. Avail itself one way or the other. I, I don't know. I'm not ready to say that Belichick is the type, uh, a guy who has such a um, attention to detail as he does. I can't see him going through all this just to tweak the Steelers a little bit. I, I think he has a reason for doing it. Um, I think he thinks his pass rush stinks. I wouldn't be surprised if he just likes the matchup he might get against Kansas City, which has been talked about. Um, you know, somebody told me, and I wasn't aware of this, is the, this is the kind of detail that Belichick pays attention to. Maybe you're aware of this. I didn't know that when he's on the road, he uh, defers if he wins the toss because he wants to receive in the second half because, in especially in cold weather games, the fans are not in their seats yet, and he gets almost a, about a half of a quarter before the noise becomes a factor for his team on the road. I mean, that may seem ridiculous, but that's the kind of that's how much of a maniac this guy is when it comes to looking for any kind of an edge he can find. So I don't think he... Signs Jane signs James Harris James Harrison to make the talk shows more interesting in Pittsburgh. I mean, there he has a reason for doing it. Well, I know he wasn't in contact with me. He didn't call that. you. No, he did not. I loved it when they asked him. <laughs> they asked him about if he could play uh, play you know playing against uh, something about the Steelers, and he said we're getting ready for the Jets. He didn't want he would not even talk about how it would affect their game against the Steelers, which hasn't been scheduled yet, as far as I know. We're talking it might as well be though. Yeah, we're talking to John Steigerwald, brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you could trust. Uh, the Steelers are 12-3 and three and have 50 sacks. 50 sacks ranked second in the league. So it's tough to make an argument that Harrison should have played, isn't it? Uh, there's no argument. They were getting the job done. Uh, Watt was playing well. And, you know, I remember you were talking about it early in the year, and there was a theory out there that their, their plan was to play T.J. Watt, and then when he started to run out of gas, as a lot of rookies do, that Harrison would then be well rested and he would I, I take over. I think that was the plan, Stag. Yeah, but still, it, still think that. Yeah, but they don't. That, that 
they got the week, whatever it was, 16, and he wasn't played yet. So. Well, not only that, you're in midseason, you're in the middle of an eight-game win streak, and T.J. Watt's playing great. Why would you change that up? Why would you change much of anything? The Steelers are 21-4 and in their last 25 games. That's pretty good. And two of the losses were to the Patriots, who are a pretty good team. I mean, that's... Uh, I, you know, Mike Tomlin deserves to start getting a lot more credit. I think I probably haven't given him enough over the years. I, I've now, more by. I now have declared him the second best coach in Steelers history. Um, I think he is, and and uh, and and he's now doing it. You can't say he's doing it with Cowers players. He's doing it with Cowers quarterback, which is a big deal. But isn't Ben Roethlisberger the only guy left now that Harrison is gone? I believe Cowers? that's correct. Yeah, so he's he's been able to put together a team that just went is gonna is about to go probably thirteen and three. Why does Pittsburgh like James Harrison? Because he still has a fairly big pocket of defenders out there even after this. He's a domestic abuser. He's a thoroughly unlikable guy, and that's visible on camera. But Pittsburgh still seems to like him. Well, they like they like him because they're supposed to like him. He had the big play in the Super Bowl that will live forever. He was uh, the type of player that Steelers fans have always loved. He's a physical guy who likes to smash people and maybe hurt them once in a while. That's the kind of guy who's popular in Pittsburgh. And, by the way, they don't care about what he does off the field as long as he's smashing quarterbacks. That's the way it works. You know, when Dan Rooney tried to justify Harris's domestic abuse because Harrison wanted his kid baptized, yeah. that's the only time I ever heard Dan Rooney sound like a total idiot. Maybe that's the legacy of James Harrison. That's why I said I thought maybe he went there to get his kid baptized. That was one of the, the – I, I, I just – that that was one of the most ridiculous things anybody's ever said about any player who ever did anything in Pittsburgh or any other city. That was just unbelievably stupid, and it it worked. The media bought it, and you didn't see anybody the ripping Dan Rooney. The media was ready to buy it. The media was ready to stooge it off because here we go, Steelers. Here we go. That's right. Uh, ben and Bron, uh, excuse me, Ben and Bell. Bron's hurt. Ben Roethlisberger and Lev Bell apparently won't play against Cleveland. Good move or bad move? Um, I say it's a good move. I, I think I heard you talking about it, and, it, and you, you you want the buy. There's no question about that. Well, they got the buy. Yeah. Uh, if no, they no, but win I'm saying. And the Patriots lose to the Jets. The Steelers could still get home field for the entire tournament. Yeah, I, and I think that's great. I do think that there's some concern about nobody playing a meaningful game for three weeks, which is what it will be. Uh, when they play their first playoff game. And here's the thing. You know, it used to be, Mark, when, when teams had a layoff, um, and especially if it was a long layoff like this where the regulars didn't play, they would have tough practices, contact practices, and try to get ready. If you go, th They don't practice anymore. I mean, they, they go through the motions, but they don't, they don't hit, and it's much different than it used to be. So I, I don't know, I, I, and I could be all wrong. I'd like to see some... I, I, I'm I'm too tired to look it up, but um, there might well, be some I, I stats that show it's a problem. I don't huh? expect him to hit in practice at this point in the season. Well, they used to when, yeah, when they had a long layoff. I, yeah, I, I think the game's changed. I think that's a Neanderthal concept now. But um, I don't think they're going to forget how to play football in, in a couple weeks. No. The guys who sit against Cleveland. And, and at any rate, there is a risk you know, of that, I guess, Yeah, if you don't play them. I think there's a bigger risk of injury oh, yeah. and a more tangible risk of no, injury. No question. You don't you don't play them. I mean, I'm not in any way suggesting they play them. Um, but one of the things that I find a little bit amusing is that everybody thinks that the Steelers are are just a, just basically a lock to beat the Browns no matter who they throw out there. Well, I think they are, actually. Okay, maybe. But what happened in that first game when the game was still very much in doubt until about the last three minutes and they won by six points? Uh, yeah, that, but that's Pittsburgh's the same team. gotten a lot better. That was the first Cleveland. thing. 
has gotten a lot worse. Yeah, but that was the first string, Mark. Well, you see, I like struggled the, with them. Yeah, but but again, we're we're four months into the season now, and the Browns are hopeless, and they've played like they're hopeless. Don't forget, Joe Thomas is now injured too. Yeah, uh, arguably the best left tackle in football history. They've been without him since I think since midseason. You know, it's funny. I want to see if Landry Jones could be Cleveland, because no matter what Steeler Nation wants to believe. We're not too far from the day when we're going to see if Landry Jones can beat everybody. That's right, and it's it's going to come the day not too far down the road when uh, he's going to be the number one guy, you would assume, unless they get somebody in between now and when Ben Roethlisberger retires. Um, are the Penguins going to make the playoffs? They're struggling, and now they've got a lot of guys injured. Yes, um, it's a long season. It's December. I'm not. Don't ask me to bet my house on it, but uh, if you're asking me if I think they're going to be in the playoffs, I would say yeah. You know, you know what's amazing. Don't you think that? Or yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I think it might be a, a struggle for a few more weeks and a few more months, maybe, and there will be some anxious moments. But I think they will make it. I still think it's. I still think it comes down to uh, aside from the injuries, they got to get healthy. But th- they may actually need to be in a position where they're looking up and saying, "Hey, we only have thirty-five games left, and we're we're uh, six points out of the playoffs." Maybe that gets their attention a little bit, and it increases their intensity at 10%, and that might be a difference. Here's what I love about sports. Penguins aren't doing as good as people hope. Right. So we need a scapegoat, somebody to trade, right? Yeah. And people want to trade Chris Letang. A couple hacks said he was available. I knew he wasn't. Josh Owey confirming today that Penguins management says he's not available to trade. But regardless of if he is or isn't, I have challenged everybody out there to say, okay, why do you trade Letang? What do you get for him? And how do you replace what he does? And nobody can give me a concrete answer. No, they just want to trade him out of revenge for him struggling and the Penguins struggling. And what's interesting to me is that nobody is even taking into account that he had a major injury that knocked him out of what the last all the playoffs, but uh, part of the regular season. Major too. neck surgery. Yeah. So and he's coming back from that, and he's expected to jump in there. He's thirty-one years old. Uh, and expect him to jump in and look like he's 22-year-old Chris Letang again, perfectly healthy. He's not going to. Look how long it took Ole Mata to totally yeah. recover from you know, his shoulder right. surgery, his cancer, his mumps, all that stuff. Right, but one thing I'll ask you, if you're, if you're Jim Rutherford, what do you take from the fact that you won the Stanley Cup without him? When I was hearing prior to the, right when he got hurt, uh, at, the, at the time Letang got hurt last year, that he was the, the Penguins' most... The least expendable player, the most important player on the team, and they won the cup without him. Well, if you're, if, do you take that into account if you're Jim Rutherford? If, I, I if take un- that into account a bit, but Stag, that was a perfect storm. Okay, they had Trevor Daly. Yep, they don't. Who, who they don't have with now. Justin Schultz was Chris Letang Light, right? Who had uh, a similar skill set, not as good, but a similar skill set. Now you have Schultz, and he's been hurt. You don't have Daly. Plus, they brought in Ron Hainsey, who was a journeyman type guy. No one ever dreamed he would play like he played when he got here, but he did. Right. And he's not here anymore either. Right. So, like, I keep challenging people, if you want to trade Latang, who replaces those minutes? And who replaces what Latang? There does? is nobody that they have now. That you, you would, for Trevor Daly is the number one name I would throw out there as, as a guy who's not here now and was back then. And, and, uh, um, well, again, people just want revenge for the bad start for Latang playing poorly. So trade him, trade him now. Right? I, 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 is, are we gone long enough to think that the the Las Vegas Golden Knights are going to have more points at the end of the year than the Penguins have? I, I mean, you, you know, they're in a bind, Stag. Believe it or not, they really are, because for the overall health of the franchise. 
now the super genius, Mark Madden. Super genius, big fan, big fan. You got to be a big timer to get on this show. Double M, huge fan. Raise the Jolly Rancher. The X at 105.9. It's time now for Coors Light. Cold hard facts brought to you by Coors Light. The Steelers are 12 and 3. Fact. They have 50 sacks on the season. That's second in the NFL and just six sacks away from setting an all-time single-season Steelers team record. Fact. T.J. Watt is a better player than James Harrison. Fact. Bud Dupree is a better player than James Harrison. Fact. All of the horror stories about Harrison's dissatisfaction point to him not being a very good teammate, especially in decline, and indicate that getting rid of him, or rather letting him walk, was a good idea. Fact. So, the Steelers made the right decision not playing or keeping James Harrison. Fact. Coors Light Cold Heart Facts. Brought to you by Coors Light. Enjoy $3 Coors Light drafts at all Sensi's Pizzeria and Bar location during all Penguins games. Actually, let me amend that. Uh, I'm not positive that letting him go was the right move. I'd have kept scratching him, deactivating rather, and then told him just to go home and not cause trouble. Well, just told him to go home so he couldn't cause trouble. And now it's this big thing, him going to New England. The Steelers are sick of it. Belichick's already sick of it. I don't know if you're sick of it. I can't get sick of it because it has turned into the lifeblood of this week's radio programming. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I'm on till 7.30, excuse me, 6.30, because the Penguins don't play till 7.30. And then I'm on my way to RMU, playing Lake Superior State at PPG Paints Arena tonight, part of the Three Rivers Classic College Hockey Tournament. Uh, Join me down there. It's going to be great, exciting hockey at PPG Paints Arena tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, Then tomorrow night, to celebrate my birthday a day later, I'm going to go to Alla Familia. Never been there. The great Italian restaurant up on uh, Mount Washington. Haven't made reservations yet. If Alla Familia is listening, mark me down for a table, and I'll call you and narrow down the time in just a little bit. I've heard so much good about it, I'm probably going to test it out because, again, like I said, uh, after the new year, I'm going to try to kick carbs for like a year or so because I've gained a little holiday weight, no question about that. Uh, if you want to keep talking Harrison, we can, 412-333-WXDX. If you want to talk about the wisdom or lack thereof when it comes to not playing Ben, not playing Bell against Cleveland on Sunday, we could talk about that, but I think it's the right move, resting them, resting Hayward, resting Ponzi, resting any star that you absolutely have to have for the playoffs. Don't take any risk. You're going to beat Cleveland no matter who you play. And at any rate, New England's not losing to the New York Jets at Foxborough. So definitely rest all those guys. A good point made earlier by Craig Wolfley. Deactivate them. That way you're not tempted. As I said earlier this week, if you're not going to play them, commit to not playing them. Don't watch the scoreboard. Don't scramble to get them in there if 
New, New York has a lead over New England in the third quarter. Just, just stick to your plan. And, and New York's not going to beat New England. The Jets will not win at Foxborough. And I think the Steelers will beat Cleveland no matter who they put out there on the field. The Browns are an historically bad team. And if for some reason the Jets do upset New England and you get upset by Cleveland, you still got to buy. Live with it. Move forward. Do your best. Uh, we're also talking about Chris Letang. Again, I I have not had one call or one tweet telling me why trading him is logical in terms of what you'd get back and who would fill Letang's duties and minutes. Also, I'm watching the World Junior Outdoor Game on TV. Canada leads the U.S. 3-1 at uh, the Buffalo Bill Stadium. You shouldn't play a tournament game of such magnitude outdoors. It's snowing like crazy, and all Canada's doing is firing the puck down the rink as hard as it can, and the snow's slowing it down. And they're stopping the game every every whistle to scrape snow off the rink. It's a nice scenario. You get a big crowd. In terms of the game itself, it's not good. And up. A regular season game is one thing. A tournament game with ramifications like Canada versus U.S. at World Juniors is another. Put it like this. You would never play an NHL playoff game outdoors, would you? We got Dave on hold. We'll get to him in a minute. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. Great show as always. When you got a young trophy wife, owes money to... I can't even quote the Big Lebowski right. Goodbye. The X at 105.9. This will be a quick reset, then in 30 seconds, I'll tell you about the only thing that matters on today, my 57th birthday. Uh, Tyler tweets, there is 0% chance Landry Jones is ever the first string quarterback going into a season. Oh, Tyler, how wrong you are. When Ben retires, the long-term quarterback will be somebody that's not even on the Steelers roster right now, somebody they have yet to draft and will have to develop. But the transition quarterback, the starting quarterback, the year after Ben retires, will indeed be Landry Jones. So it has been said, and so it will come to pass. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 The X.